episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Celebrities showed up on the Drag Race set, but some of them seemed to leave their jokes at their mansions. While they were looking for love, I keep looking for a reason why RuPaul is enamored with Eureka. It's time to break down the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 6. And joining me is Bachelorette number one on Block Talk of Love, Brock Veering. Hello. Hello. So good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm visiting home in Pennsylvania right now so nice yeah I'm still visiting home in New Jersey as I'm still trying to recover and walk fully again um but yeah it's it oh summer's almost over it's kind of weird kind of crazy it is it's flown it's gone really fast and you know what there's been a lot of drag race to cover it all and tons yeah um, there's not official drag news of the week, but Drag Race Holland season two debuted the other day, and 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 I will be covering it as I as, a, as all the listeners know. Um, will you be watching the new season of Holland? I will probably honestly not watch Drag Race Holland. I really I uh, I tried on the first one, and uh, I'm really I honestly I. Um, I'm just horrible at reading captions and paying attention to what's going on on the show at the same time. And I did it for four episodes and I just, I felt like I was missing so much and I just was, I was not loving it, but. uh, Yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, I feel like one, one episode in so far, they've definitely amped up the amount of English they're using, uh, which I appreciate because it does help, you know, Sure. Get your eye off the the subtitles for a little bit, but yeah, no, I understand that. I know that's one of the struggles, and um, we discussed that on our preview podcast of um, how it's harder for the queens as well because they all speak fluent English, and they're like, "Why can't we just do English?" But it's their show; they got to do it their own way. Sure, I was going to say you wanted to cater to the audience in Holland as well, and yeah, right. so well. All Stars 6, how have you been enjoying the season eight episodes in so far? I've actually been loving this season. I um, I think it's my favorite All Stars cast mm-hmm. uh, ever. Um, I also really loved the cast of All Stars 2 for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, but I just think this is a really strong cast. Um, I think with the exception of the horrible Ryan Murphy acting challenge, the challenges have been pretty funny. They've been doing pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, I love seeing the camaraderie between the queens. They seem to really enjoy each other. And I think that makes for a more, for me, enjoyable watching experience. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, as I've said many times in the podcast, this is definitely a cast where the expectations are low so they've been able to exceed expectations very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, no, I mean, you're right. The challenges have been better. I don't know if it's because uh, whoever is producing these challenges have finally caught on on how to make them work <laughs> or they're just um, these contestants, again, have been through it before and they are finally at the point where they know how to make it work to their advantage as opposed to fulfilling what the show wants it to be. Right. Well, we are going to dive into the episode and what an episode this was. Does anyone have any glue? Because Ginger's face is cracked. Trinity thinks it's bullshit. Not that she had to be the deciding vote, but that she is not winning lip syncs and she has now lost her assassin card. The girls all ribbed Trinity for not putting a bobby pin in or gluing her wig down, but that wig went flying, um, and there was no hope. There, she was not winning that lip sync. Just, uh, I, I thought that as soon as uh, was it Kylie had said that. Uh, yeah, there was one. One bobby pin was not going to fix that. But nope, nope. But yeah, I it, it is worth mentioning. Kylie does mention that Trinity wrote in her song, being in she was in the lead, and now she is. So Eureka, get that kneecap, knock her out. It's the, the only thing you can do. <laughs> She sure did. But Ginger points out two wins, but has yet to win a lip sync. Um, and this is hard for Trinity, who she did believe she came in as an assassin. Um, but really the story here that they all discuss is there has never been a tie in All-Stars with these rules. So this was a first and they didn't know what was going to happen next. Would they both go home? Trinity didn't like that it came back to her, but in the end, it was the only fair way of doing it. How did you feel about the whole tie situation? I honestly thought they were both going to go home at first when it happened, um, which would have made me sad. I love Miss yeah. Pandora. Um, but I thought, I mean, it made for good television, um, obviously. But I, I think the right decision was ultimately made personally. And I, I, I agree. Uh, I think that that was a fair way to do it. I also think that because it's never happened, RuPaul probably just made something up. I think if it had been two other queens, both home. But yeah, well, and that, that's the thing we discussed last week on the podcast is like, as, as someone who is an avid fan of Survivor, like there is an actual rule book. Do anyone, does anyone ever read the rule book? No, because you never get to certain situations, but because contractually and there's money involved, the contestants need to know there are certain rules, but I agree with you. I don't think they ever planned on this ever happening. So right. they had to kind of go with what it is. And if there is a rule book, I'm sure Jan would have contested it. Um, if there was some other shenanigans going on. Oh, Jan would have come out with the book yeah. in her and she would have walked up the stage, got it, came back. I, I guarantee. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Pandora Meekly decides to share what it was like on stage in that moment. Um, every emotion at once. And I can imagine like that, that you can't prepare for that. You literally cannot prepare because you don't know what is happening. Right. Trinity sent Jan home because Pandora has been praised every week, even when she was safe. She has put a lot of work in, but she tells her she needs to be louder than Eureka from here on out. Don't let anyone talk over her. I don't know if Pandora could actually be louder than Eureka. Can anyone be louder than Eureka? No, I don't. I was going to say, I don't think Ginger Minge is louder than Eureka. <laughs> no, it, it's impossible. But it is lipstick reveal time. Eureka, Ginger, pick Pandora. Ginger states that she's been friends with Pandora for longer than she's known Jan. 
they are friends outside of this, but her decision comes down to this challenge as she got the worst critiques. Eureka selected Pandora because she didn't know how to add up the track records with Jan's two bottoms and a win and Pandora's consistency being safe. She stands by it and is glad she's here because she enjoys her. Pandora, meanwhile, thinks this is a load of crap. Do you think they were backtracking a little? The queens who chose Pandora, you mean? Yeah. I sort of do because there was that clip in Untucked where Ginger and Eureka Mm -hmm. were talking about how they felt that they couldn't send Jan home. And it could just be, again, the that we get more clips of Jan and Ginger than we do certain other people. But I feel like we've seen like multiple times while they while the Queens were getting ready that Jan and Ginger have gotten right. very close. Jan uh, talks a lot about how they do the same things and theatrical performance and blah, 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 blah. I think there was a lot of, um, it did seem like there was some backtracking, I guess, is the quick answer to the question. But it it seemed sort of like uh, Ginger and Eureka kind of had made their mind up and then felt like they needed to explain something. However, I also, if I am being completely honest, I don't know how I would have, in the situation, really weighed those track records. Um, sure. I don't necessarily think that having a win outweighs doing poorly several times or um uh i also could see myself at this point in the competition just sending someone home because they've never placed highly which where pandora is very safe she's not doing poorly but she's not doing great absolutely and that that was very interesting to see how they did discuss it and again if you break it down, it was Eureka and Ginger who were outside, and then the others who were inside. Did that play right. any role into how decisions were made? Because I don't think Eureka and Ginger thought um, Pandora was staying. Right. I really think yeah. they thought they were all on the same page. So it was very, very interesting to hear this conversation. But I agree. It was a very interesting conversation. I, I kind of love it when the same with uh, when Jan had the lipstick that nobody right nope he thought everyone was on the same page it does it creates like very interesting dynamics and obviously it's some drama but it's it's always fun to watch them kind of squirm while i try to explain absolutely uh, what was their decision making process yeah Eureka hopes that they can move past it. And Pandora says, just don't be in the bottom. And I was like, you know what? That's a good clapback. Very simple, very easy. Good for you, Pandora. Um, Eureka needs to get her ass to a win because she's been safe and always the bridesmaid, never the bride. I mean, girl, same. I understand that, but we'll see what happens. We will see. It's a new day. The top six walk in and it's like the first day of school, but Trinity is ready to go because she's the official front runner. She wants another one. Did you notice the way Trinity read Jan's mirror message? She made it sound like it was written by a five-year-old learning to write. I did notice that. I actually did notice that. And I, who what, was it? Who was it that in, that impersonated Jan later and untucked? I, the same. Raja. Sort of Raja. the same thing. Yeah, I did notice. I, I noticed that. Yeah, I was like, does Jan not know how to write or is she just using words that 
sound very juvenile or is trinity just not know how to read right it was a weird 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 cadence he was i was like this feels very awkward but oh well we got past it it was a long one it was it was a long one but they note that there is so much more room at the table and they can fit around one of them now kylie says that there will only be a couple people on one side of the table and then there's her to which trinity and raj say at the house you set yourself up for an elimination read. That, that, that was on you, Kylie. Definitely. Rue walks in with a really fun suit. It's, later, it's very pink, very retro. I, I enjoyed it, but Rue thinks the queens might be dying for a little bit of love. Was this going to be like a message from a loved one? No, 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 no. They are playing the snatch game of love. Brought to you by Barefoot Wine. Oh, we will discuss later, but snatch game of love is in my opinion, incredibly flawed. Um, and I'm not sure if the queens prepare for each of them, but I really do think whether it's Snatch Game or Snatch Game of Love requires two different sets of characters. I sort of agree. I, Snatch Game of Love has just been on All Stars and Snatch Game has just been on the regular seasons. Yeah. I, I think that Snatch Game of Love is... There's more to consider, which certainly makes sense. Um, yeah as it's the all-stars challenge. I think, um, I think Snatch Game is so institutionalized. It's my favorite challenge. I think that the team, RuPaul, everyone there, I think that they probably decided that it needs some sort of update for all-stars, but can't get rid of it. Um, But I mean, personally, I liked just the regular Snatch Game on all-stars too. I I agree. I think it is um, a staple of the show it has to be in it if you don't do a snatch game it's not drag race but i do think just preparing it and we will discuss later because i have some theories on it it is a very very different game and and um as we'll see with especially pandora you can't necessarily give one-liners and that's it you have to have like full-on monologue so right just my two cents but rue reveals that the queen mother herself ms tina Knowles lawson will be on the judges panel and trinity is literally speechless one step closer to beyonce um how do they nail tina Knowles lawson for this gig who who made that phone call i i need to know as well they always talk about i really don't know i mean i at this point, I don't know, honestly, even exactly when this was filmed. I don't know if during COVID her schedule was freer, but I, how yeah. can they never dolly, but they can get Tina Knowles Lawson. I, I, exactly. the, I'm thinking the same thing. And, um, but it's, I, it's great to see her. I mean, it's, uh, she Absolutely. was, a, I get a lot of great commentary and I thought she was a very good judge. Yeah. She, she was a lot of fun, but Trinity tells Raja that this is literally is this is the legendary challenge of drag race that separates the actors from the amateurs. Raja knows this is iconic, but it's improv and comedy, and Trinity knows that this is Ginger's high point. She reveals Ginger that she will be doing Phyllis Diller and the amount of Gen Z kids who had to Google search this icon of comedy um, skyrocketed, I'm sure. <laughs> Listen, I first knew who she was because she played the queen in a bug's life. But also, I was 12 at that time, so I had an excuse. But I've learned um, that at that time, you know, I couldn't watch Phyllis Diller necessarily because of her crude comedy. But sure. she's a legend. And that once you know who Phyllis Diller is, you fall down a rabbit hole and watch 
she's all hilarious. of her comedy. She's brilliant. She is one of the original female comedy queens. Well, and she she like worked up until the day she died almost. It, like she there's exactly. just so much there's so much to watch. Exactly. Ginger says Phyllis Stiller is a one-lining insult comedian without being mean. Eureka does call Ginger a Rolodex of one-liners, um, and it's all about getting the punchline in. This is Eureka's challenge. Eureka reveals that she will be doing the original drag superstar before RuPaul, Divine. She's known for eating dog shit, but don't expect to see that in this in person because that would be smart. Um, Eureka needs to win, but I don't think she knows what it will take. Then there's Pandora, who's not looking for love. She's looking to get a win. Um, Raja asks her, since her first match game was so iconic, does she feel pressure? She says yes, because it's a lot to look up to. She is haunted by the ghost of Snatch Game Past and doesn't want to carry that in with her. She's doing a completely different type of character, and she has decided on Kim Cattrall. Not a terrible choice, but again, we will discuss why this didn't work for this version of Snatch Game. Rue comes in asking why fools fall in love, and who are you calling a fool? Me? That's, that's right. I'm a fool. DKB. She walks over. And Rue knows that necklace and the dress that falls off the shoulder and the pussycat wig, it's Miss Whitney Houston. Oof. Haven't we learned that without drug and bathtub jokes, you can't make Whitney Houston funny? I don't really know what she expected, honestly, because even when RuPaul, I would have changed my character after that walkthrough with RuPaul, if I were yeah. Trinity, I or I would have tried or thought or considered if I had something else I could do. Um, because even when RuPaul asked how she's going to make it funny, she responded with, oh, I know her mannerisms. And she did the little, right. and I, it, which isn't funny. Like, so yeah, I don't really, I don't really know how she thought it was going to go well for her. I'm going to be completely honest. Right. And I, I, and the queen's frustration than when they said that they felt like she didn't try very hard in the challenge because you have to come in with some idea even, sure. even though you don't know what people are going to say or how you're going to bounce it off you have to know just a little list of I, I, this is a joke I could make this is a joke I could make this is a joke I could make you can't have the other queens making your jokes for you that's exactly now listen we, we've discussed this already snatch game snatch game of love two different sets of games in the third version of Snatch Game of Love, this is now the second time we've had Whitney Houston. Yeah. The exchange already tried it. Didn't work. So is Trinity not watching or is she like, I know I can be better than Monet? Well, she's also done Beyonce and she wasn't the first to try it. So, right. and it's, which is another not famously funny person. Um, right. So it, it's, um, to me, it seems like Trinity thinks that it's just an impersonation challenge. Mm -hmm. And, um, but even then, I didn't get a whole lot of Whitney. I, she, you could tell she was just flustered. She wasn't even doing the mannerisms. She, hey. her professionals, she was like, I'm out. I like, she, there was just not a, a whole lot of personality at all. And Whitney right. certainly has that, even if she's not funny. Exactly. So, as we discussed, Trinity has done Whitney on tour in Canada. She's mastered the mannerisms and the gestures, but can she make me funny? Um, there lies the challenge, and Rue asks Whitney, what did you have for breakfast? And Trinity blanks. Gotta be faster. Gotta, that one's easy. Um, she's not the quickest queen, but she's better with prep. 
Kylie comes over and reminds Rue that she was the first girl to go home from Snatch Game. She was the first victim as Lady Gaga. Kylie has learned that you should go with what you know and what feels closer to you. She's country as a biscuit, so she's going to be doing Dolly Parton. This should be a home run if she can perform it. Has she performed it before? Nope. Um, This was scary. Um, As Rue explains that Dolly has this gregarious outward personality. Does she have that boisterous Dolly in her? She does, and she wants to show everyone. But Kylie is ready to try this, even with those big shoes to fill. This technically would have been the first Dolly um, as they filmed this prior to Drag Race Down Under. But when it was released, this is now the second Dolly we've seen. Obviously, Karen from Finance did very poorly on uh, her impression of Dolly. Yeah, no, nothing. Yes, nothing else to say. Very poorly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this was a little worrisome because... It's not that Dolly is hard. It's just you have to know how to make Dolly work in your setting. Sure. Yeah. So, the- and, and, go ahead. Yeah. And especially with Kylie not necessarily being an actor or doing impressions, this was very terrifying as a choice. Sure. Well, and the, I feel like the fact that she's already sort of got the accent was a big she leaned into it obviously some but absolutely already sounds southern i think is probably as the fact that she's not an actor i feel like probably comforting to her that she doesn't have to assume this whole uh, crazy voice and raja comes over with her white suit she is doing latoya jackson one of rue's favorite people raja says that you can't be latoya without the laugh very true very true Rue gives Raja some precious insight as she once heard Latoya answer that her favorite food was sushi, but at the same time, she doesn't like fish or rice. This is important information for Raja as she may base all of her answers on this simple setup. Yeah. Raja is laughing along with Rue realizing, oh shit, this is, this is the only way you're going to be able to do Latoya. I wasn't going to do that before. So I think Raja is probably one of the people who actually took the Rue walkthrough and was like, I'm going to actually listen to you and take everything you just said because that's not what I was planning. Imagine. Rue is happy that finally Latoya Jackson will be done on Snatch Game. It better be good. It better be funny. Trinity feels that her walkthrough was fine and she finds it hard to mimic someone. Trinity can be funny if it's scripted. You know, to be witty and quick, she's not going to be in the bottom especially in front of Tina Knowles. She's not going to do it. It's not going to happen. But she feels that if she lands in the bottom, she'll be fine this go around. If she can't come up with something funny, she just read the shit out of the people next to you. This was my sign that I was like, she's in the bottom. Yes. Edit-wise, totally. Also, my thought when she said that is, just what a stupid thing to say in the presence of everyone else, because you know then if you end up in the bottom, it's you've seen it happen before where it comes up and then you're all talking about it on the couches and someone brings up, well, why were you saying before the challenge? Well, if I don't do well, then I, you like just to even put that out there and I guess show like a lack of confidence and that you're already thinking that you might slip up and that you think that you're better than whoever else might slip up. I just think it's a really slippery slope. And I think honestly, if I were in this competition, I would have never voted for Trinity 
and if this were presented to me as the bottom two, had she not said that, but I think her saying that would have given me like serious pause to at least Pandora really tried and is really trying and is, um, put effort into Kim Cattrall and did, uh, actually not a bad job with Kim Cattrall. It just wasn't a great choice. So I I feel like that was a, I think that was just a, a sticky thing for Trinity to have even said, but absolutely. Well, let's move over to the Snatch Game of Love set. We have round one, finding Ginger's, Phyllis Stiller, Trinity's, Whitney Houston, and Kylie's Dolly Parton together as Snatchlorettes. I thought this was a very interesting trio to put together. Um, I'm not sure how they decide, but like these, in my eyes, are like your three front runners of the competition. Um, So it's like, okay, maybe, maybe that's how we're breaking it up a little bit. But we'll get our introductions. First up is the legendary Phyllis Diller. She's asked what the secret to a good relationship is. Her answer, not knowing each other. As soon as you learn about the other person, it's time for the old axe. And that was that was the start of the Phyllis Diller runaway. Um, let's hear it for the voice. Whitney Houston is here. She's back. Her voice is like butter and she's back. It's not right, but it's okay. And not sure why, but she's back. She's back. In case you couldn't tell, she's back. She is. Trinity has not learned that in comedy, the power comes in threes. Yeah, that fourth one, you killed it already. But why was, was she doing this? What was what was her I don't goal? think it would have been any funnier if it was just three, though. I'm going to be real with well, you. That's I, um, I don't know. I think... I don't think she knew, honestly. I think that... Um, I mean, I, I guess the reference is that Whitney is dead. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I She's back, though. Yeah, she's back. And finally, a national treasure. It's Dolly Parton. Why did she come in here looking like that? She might be married, but she can look at the map, but that told me she's going on a trip. Okay, not the answer we were looking for, but that was very Dolly. That was um, that was a good start for Kylie. I was like, okay, you got, you got something going. I... Yeah, I thought that that was a, 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 an amenable answer to the question. I thought it was actually, I think that that was one of the funniest lines of, of the whole Snatch game. But yeah, um, just her, de- her delivery of it as well. But yeah, just she might be married, but she's still just having a good old time. Like, but True. <laughs> Once that sugar wall is closed, now remember sugar wall, because that's going to come into play later, friends. It's revealed that our first Snatchler is Cheyenne Jackson, looking like fantastic snack as always. He's just looking for love in all the wrong places, and that's why he's here. You can come look for love over here if he needs. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. The one thing I did (laughs) learn is I always, I mean, I've seen Cheyenne Jackson on stage before. Like I, 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 I saw Cheyenne Jackson when he was in the ensemble of Thoroughly Modern Million Aida. That's how long I've known Cheyenne Jackson for. <laughs> um, but when, like, standing next to Rue, and then when the, the queens go by him, I was like, you're a lot shorter than I thought you were. Ensemble He's boys. Got- you can't have a six foot yeah. two boy in your ensemble. Uh, yeah well i thought it was like six three <laughs> six four like he's hercules no 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 no. he's like he's probably only six one the hot tallest i was like wow maybe we are a perfect couple i don't know <laughs> even even me at five nine how, how tall are you i'm five, uh, i'm six one i almost said five nine two but okay I'm not, so, I'm so six you, one you, you and cheyenne would probably be a better match then uh, you, you can have cheyenne it's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Question one. Who is your hall pass and why? Phyllis says the next door neighbor. Her last boyfriend lived over 100 miles away. Take, talk about tremendous sex drive. It was long. I mean, it wasn't long, but the drive was. Funny. That was fucking hilarious. I that thought it line was, funny, was so but good. I thought it went on for too long. I thought that it could have stopped after my last boyfriend lived 100 miles away. I talked about a terrific sex drive. And then like she explained the joke kind of. And I was like, that's fair. That's fair. I feel like it is a Phyllis Diller thing is to continue it on. She does. She does. Sure. Go a little no, I definitely long. agree. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, um, I'll preface this cause we're getting into the jokes with, I didn't personally think Ginger was the funniest, but I knew she was going to. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Whitney gets the same question. She sings his name to which Phyllis says she's come back, but the voice hasn't game over. Ginger wins. Whitney answers somebody in a cell in the LA County jail because Whitney don't do no sharing. Sharing. I watched the episode twice and didn't even catch the end of the joke. Whitney don't do no No. sharing. I get that. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Still not Um, funny. No, the answer was Bobby. Scream out Bobby. That's what she's known for 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 the the reality show. Bobby. Right. That's all you had to do. Um. I should write your jokes, Trinity. I can't. I'm. I'm not a comedian, but I can write jokes better for you. Call block talk, please. Question two: If you were going on a two-week vacation at a nudist colony, what would you pick? Pack. Dolly says her waxing kit. We don't need the whole airport, just the landing strip. She's that kind of girl. Okay, that was that was good and gross and funny and raunchy, and I enjoyed it. I thought that was pretty funny too. Phyllis chimes in with, we can all see what kind of girl you are, to which Dolly says, I don't know the last time you were able to see what, see what kind of girl you are, too. Which Phyllis says, the only thing she's been able to see in years is her feet. Okay. Those two had good banter. Yeah, definitely. That, and honestly, I feel like at this point, and I, I think that that's where she has this confessional, but I think at this point, I was cracking up at this. RuPaul was cracking up at this point. Yeah. I this back and forth between them was so quick and so funny. And you could tell right away that Ginger was excited to see that Kylie was yeah. playing the game. My, and she had someone to bounce off of. But absolutely. I, game over for Trinity right here. Yeah. My, my only issue with Kylie using a fat joke against Ginger was it was against Ginger, not Phyllis Diller. Because Phyllis Diller is not a big lady. Not big. She's very petite. So... That was my only issue, and I'm glad Ginger was able to bounce it off and still keep it going, knowing that it was wrong, but still play along with it. Because uh, it could have that could have ended Kylie as well if she was like if it went poorly. Right. Phyllis gets the same question and says by blindfold. Okay, that's funny. That's it. Um, it goes back to what you were saying. All you need is the one line. Yeah. Question three: If we were sharing a bed. What would you do to stop me from snoring? Whitney says, after a long pause, can you repeat the question? Phyllis jumps in and says that she has nothing. And Trinity lost character for a minute because she's like, okay, that was funny. That was a good joke. I'm on TV. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm on TV. I'm not supposed to be laughing. Um, She then decides to say she will slap him. And she used to do that with Bobby all the time. And of course, Phyllis is back in and says, Cheyenne will need a bodyguard. Funny. That was good. That's good. It is good. It just, it, it really, I mean, it, 
it's just such a, it's just such a shame for Trinity. It just really, but someone had to make a Whitney Houston joke. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Question four, make up a show tune and sing it for me and call it. I love Cheyenne. Dolly plays her acrylic. All of their show tunes. I would have paid. I know, right? All three of them. This I thought was a great question. The snoring one, I yeah. was like, this is a stupid question. Yeah, I agree. But <laughs> Dolly plays her acrylic nails, which was a brilliant idea. She great sings, idea. We did it on the bed, we did it on the floor, we did it in the kitchen, and we did it some more. I love you, Cheyenne. You're my man. Jolene, if you're out there, your ass is grass. I love that turn. That was so good. Um, Kylie prepared. Kylie fucking prepared for this. You can tell. You can tell she knows about Dolly. You can tell she knows about the acrylic nail. You can tell like mm-hmm. she she knew the references. She, I mean, she talks about just loving Dolly Parton in general, which who doesn't? I mean, not? how could you not? But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought she did really well. She had the references ready. Ginger, that's really and again, they're I think both just a little bit funnier and quicker in general. Yeah. But you just you have to come in with what the references are. Yeah. Question five, if a genie granted you three wishes, what would you wish for yourself? And then your snatchlerettes number two and three. Phyllis says that she wished she didn't get the Navy ship tattooed on her chest. She figured it was the only way to get semen across her tits. Funny. That was good. Funny. For two and three, she wishes they would shut the fuck up. Okay. A little crude, but it works. But Phyllis would have said it. It's true. Dolly (laughs) says to Cheyenne, that he shouldn't listen to them because this place is Jurassic Park because they look extinct and they are dead. Yeah, that, that was is good. true that as well. That's fun. The buzzer sounds and I screamed. I screamed. Do you want to know why I screamed? Why? Whitney was sitting next to Dolly, right? Dolly wrote a song that was a mild hit for her. Then Whitney sang the song and it was a smash hit for her. How the hell did no one make an I will always love you reference? None of them made that reference. I was thinking about it. It was the joke. I think about it during the game. It was the joke. I was thinking about it when they, I can't believe that they didn't go into each other beforehand and even just mention that somehow that, Mm -hmm. that, and honestly, I, Mm -hmm. I guess the onus for that would have been on Kylie because I don't think that Trinity would have come up with it of course but. of course um honestly i could if you told me trinity didn't know dolly wrote that song i would believe you oh i would also believe you um but i was like how did they not do this reference they're sitting next to each other this is perfect but alas cheyenne has decided to pick snatch threat number one it's time to reveal who he didn't pick whitney comes out and because we see her back we see how fake that necklace really is Yes. Um, that was very unfortunate for her. From Amazon, I know that necklace. Yeah. <laughs> Dolly comes out and says, it's always business doing pleasure with you. Funny line, good line. Great exit. Finally, Cheyenne feels like chicken tonight. He's excited and scared to win Phyllis Diller. Overall, this was, I think, probably our best set of Snatch Lorettes in this version of Snatch Game of Love. Um over of the three times we've done snatch uh, snatch game of love um and that's saying with trinity bombing ginger right. and no, I kylie say, did I was so laughing well through this i was laughing yeah. through this hard round two features eureka's divine pandora's kim cattrall and raja's latoya jackson 
First up is the filthy and fabulous divine. She is divine. She is asked if she's had any female trouble, and she says she's had nothing but female trouble. Taffy's stupid little ass getting on her nerves and condoning cannibalism. Murder everyone! Okay, Eureka has a good cadence about her and looks the part of divine, but there's a lot more that she's going to need to do if she's going to be divine. She looked excellent, though. We have to hand it to her. She, I think, I think she and Dolly looked the best of as far as impersonation. I think they both did a great job. Um, Yes. And I do like Eureka. I think she's been doing well this season and I want to give, I feel like credit where credit is due. I feel maybe they edited out a lot of what didn't land, but I thought that most of Eureka's jokes as divine landed. If you know the reference. Sure. Exactly. She put the sex in Sex in the City. It's Kim Cattrall. She is simply titillated to be here. Where does she look for? In a, what does she look for in a man? Available. Correct answer. Right answer. Exactly, exactly what you need here. That's yes. all she gave. Grammy Award winner, singer-songwriter, Latoya Jackson. Does she do any dating? Well, nowadays, she just sits at home with mother. But if anyone can find her exactly what she's looking for, it's Rue, her gal pal. Okay, I, I can see the Latoya coming through. But yeah. I also hear Raja at the same time. Oh, definitely. It was it was reminiscent of the supermodel exactly. voice as well. But it it was it was funny. And I thought I agree that it's kind of surprising we've never seen a Latoya because she's such an iconic personality. Um right. I thought she did a serviceable job. She was not absolutely excellent, but she was pretty funny. All right, question number one. She's a total fitness freak. Oh, I'm sorry. The sugar wall closes and Natchler Fortune Feimster who is ready to find some love. She's a snatch catcher. All right, question that. one. We love it. <laughs> She's a total fitness freak. What kind of exercises can they do together to burn calories? Divine answers first and says that is attacking against her divinity. She's not going to exercise with her. They'll go to the drive-in theater and watch Walk on the Wild Side. And when the love scene comes on, they'll start to pet and run her hot, sweaty hand up her leg. Smells like candy. Oh, my God, I'm uncomfortable. But that's divine. The point, yeah. I I liked that RuPaul was enjoying this because I think that it could have, I think, I think if, there were crickets on her first line i think that she would have like right for the rest of the time like i like i i definitely there was like a certain energy that needed to be like added i feel like to divine to like keep it it going throughout the and i think that if nothing else because i mean there wasn't a whole lot of banter in this one overall but i think if nothing else like eureka at least kept this exciting like right kim says that they will start with the horizontal mambo then move to the upside down spread eagle she is trisexual so she'll try anything once good answer but divine cuts in and says she smells like it too kill 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 and this is where i was like okay stay in your lane you're allowed to retort if you want but you got to make sure it is necessary um this just felt like eureka needed to say something to say something 
I also, well, Toya, I, oh, go ahead. I personally don't, I agree. And uh, I agree with you to a certain extent, but the, and again, I also agree with you that Pandora was giving us lines that Kim Cattrall would say, but I don't necessarily feel like that's, I almost feel, and I don't know because I haven't watched every single episode, but I almost feel like that's like an exact line out of Sex in the City. Um, and the job is also to put them in the situation of trying to find someone to, to date. So I think exactly. I personally like didn't think that while Kim Cattrall would have said it, it wasn't funny. So I think that Eureka adding that at least made it kind of funny personally. Sure. Latoya says she is a fitness fitness expert, but she doesn't like to work out. Hey, didn't we hear that kind of joke before already? We did. We've heard that set up. Hmm. But she says this new thing her trainer showed her, you stick it around and you shake. A hand job. That's a joke. That's the joke. Funny. Divine steps in and says that's what she wishes her dad, her dad would have done with her mom. Okay, we're getting uncomfortable across the, across the line. Right. Question two, they're popping a bottle Which of time? barefoot. <laughs> exactly. They're popping a bottle of barefoot bubbly. What are they celebrating and what are you wearing? Latoya says they are celebrating their first date and she is wearing a nice pantsuit. That was okay. hilarious to me, yeah. I thought. Question three, if you were writing the online dating profile for Snatchlorette number one, what would it be? Kim says, error, error, error. That's it. This and then was such a good a good question. Mm-hmm. Could have been really funny with with prompting from Divine. She then goes, and a, a Sasquatch sighting has been found. To uh, to which Latoya says that Divine is a bad snatch. And then Divine says, hit it and make it feel better. Okay, well now now we're getting into um, more Divineisms. Question four: She has twelve cats, and it's important to, for her that the person she's dating likes them. What will you do to win them over? Latoya says she is a cat lover, although she's allergic. So she says catnip. Wait, we heard that set up before, right? Even already in the game. Yeah, okay, okay. She tried it once back in the day. Remember that, Rue? Rue doesn't remember the catnip. Uh, and neither does Latoya. Yes, Anne. I'd forgotten the catnip if I were Latoya. <laughs> Question five. She wants Cheyenne Jackson to be the father of her babies. Do you like children? Latoya says she's a little too old to have them. Kim says she loves children as long as they're other people's children. And Divine loves children. Sweet little scrumptious balls of joy. I don't know why they included this question. They could have cut it out and it still would have been fine because no one really knocked this question out. Yeah, no one's response was very funny. And I saw but Eureka's the- tweets about how so many of her jokes that she thought were really funny were edited out and maybe they weren't that funny and she just thought they were funny but it does seem to me like there are there are so many questions that we don't get to see from absolutely and i i agree with you i just that one wasn't very good yeah i agree the buzzers the buzzer sounds and time is up fortune has chosen no one what well they all weren't great, so we learned that her heart is with somebody else. It's time to meet who she didn't pick. Divine does a quick change, and she says that she knows her address, and later she might be ready for some barbecue. She walks out and runs back in since she forgot her fucking dress. Then Kim Cattrall doesn't do anything, and last but not least, Latoya. Next time, room. 
the sugar wall is moved and we then see Cheyenne Jackson and they both get down on one knee and they propose to one another major eye roll. This was weird, but I thought it was weird too. This was clearly pre-planned or, or did Rue go over to fortune and say they all don't deserve to win pick no one and we'll bring Cheyenne out. I don't know. I, I thought divine won from this threesome. If it like, mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know. I mean, because in traditional snatch game, there's never a winner. Right. Like of the actual snatch, there's obviously a challenge winner. But like the snatch game, no one ever like wins snatch. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think no one deserves to win. Like, I mean. so as I alluded to earlier, here's my theory when it comes to snatch game and snatch game of love. I think the queens all prepare for a regular snatch game, but snatch game of love is a different beast. These are prepared questions that require an answer that makes sense in the lens of love. With Snatch Game, it's knowing about the character more and understanding how to take a catchphrase or word and incorporating it into the blank. I think Pandora did a great impression of Kim Cattrall. On Snatch Game, she would have been fine and safe and nothing would have happened. On Snatch Game of Love, it didn't work and needed to be more over the top and have fuller, longer monologues. It's a different piece of the challenge. And I, at all. Exactly. And I think she needed to treat it as such. I don't think Kim Cattrall was the right was the right choice here. If she had done Carol Channing, that would have been fucking brilliant. But I don't. Oh, yeah. I think RuPaul would I don't have think, her. Yeah. I don't think Kim Cattrall was the right answer. Um, because all, again, she set everything up as a one-liner. And in Snatch Game, you only have time for a blank and a one-liner. And that's bit about it before they move on. Right. So I don't think for I don't think Pandora prepared for this version of the game because it really does so need either. to be treated differently. Raja is feeling okay with Snatch Game of Love because not all of her jokes landed. Ginger thinks her and Kylie did really well together, and she's gagging. Kylie was right there with Ginger Minge, the Snatch Game Queen. Pandora is feeling okay. Trinity knows that this would be the toughest challenge for her. And Pandora says that she did what she did look like Whitney, but Trinity knows that there were just people who outshined her and did much better. She sees Ginger and Kylie in the top, and they are not sure if they were offended by Divine. So that's really interesting for um, the queens to have that inclination that, oh, perhaps Rue may not have enjoyed Divine the way that the audience may have enjoyed it. Right. Pandora says that it was a weird energy with Eureka's divine because she didn't know how to respond to murder, kill, kill, and all that. And you could see that Pandora didn't know how to respond, and clearly neither did Raja, because neither of them bantered. Yeah, no one did respond, so. Eureka says she went far, but divine is meant to be over the top and kind of crazy and shocking. Yes. But that's not what you necessarily did. You were result. For me, you defaulted to death rather than shock value. Things maybe you could have done. Put a bag of melted chocolate in your breast and eat it. Pull out a water gun um, uh, and shoot it. Do things that are divine, but snip the narrative for Snatch Game. I just felt like she could have done more. Yeah, a lot of it was cannibalism. It wasn't fully divine. Right. It wasn't fully divine. Obviously, again, throwing back to... uh, Drag Race Down Under, we saw in Ketamine's um, uh, uh, yeast spread commercial, 
She went full yeast bread, like ate that shit. That's what Divine could have done. You could have easily have done something more. Um, and I'm not saying that Eureka didn't know enough about Divine because I don't think that's true. I don't think she knew how to make those work in this setting. Right. It's, I, I think it's a very similar performance to what she did with Honey Boo Boo. It was like almost there. It was like she had the references. She just kind of like, and she even talked about it in the confessional that she thought that she seems to think that like the more boisterous over the top moments of Honey Boo Boo are what like made her almost win. But I don't know necessarily. I thought the moment where she just like drew all over the car because she's six years old was way funny. Yeah, like I agree. Eureka, she thought it was weird that Fortune didn't pick anyone. Well, that's because none of you were good enough, but that's just me saying delusion here. I also um, thought it was weird, but yeah. Kylie says that Fortune chose love. She did with, with the guy. She can't remember his name. She couldn't remember Cheyenne Jackson's name. Ginger is like, she doesn't even get a date with Cheyenne and it's because she's cheating on her already. Do you think that would actually happen that they would get to have a date with these bachelors? Oh, no. No, I think that that was just banter. I think that honestly, if they like, like, they could make it like a wow special of like Phyllis Diller and Cheyenne Jackson on a date or whatever. Yeah. but I mean, yeah, I mean, they're not sending Ginger out on a date with Cheyenne. They're not like obviously going to like pause production and have them like run out to dinner after this and like that's true, give that's them true. some sort of special thing for winning. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think I think that that was just kind of silly mirror talk kind of. Um, yeah, because we're I think we've kind of like eliminated all the serious talking at this point. We haven't had like a really yeah. serious conversation in a while. No, not really. All right, let's move over to the that runway. Like the pink table talk. It's true. It's true. Um, Rue comes out looking sensational. That silver beaded fantasy is stunning, and that white hair has all the right volume. Rue's looking very good this season. I loved it. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I honestly thought a lot of uh, her looks on 13 were great. I think, yeah. I think there was a, there was a bit of a creative period for Zaldi a couple years back and yeah, I think clearly we're kind of going back to some more some more of Rue's classic silhouettes and just really really nice yeah absolutely Michelle we learn has hooked up with a celebrity sounds like Millie tastes like vanilla ew uh you know it's true Carson reveals the weirdest place he's made whoopee is in a bed a and superstar designer and not introduced under the moniker Beyonce's mom, it's Tina Knowles Lawson. I would have been funny if they're like, uh, it's Beyonce's mom. And that's just all it said on the uh, Kylon. Beyonce's mom. Yeah, that's it. Um, well, there's Kelly so many people is, that don't know her, like who she I is. I know. I know. She's like the ultimate momager. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Category is pop art. And in honor of the runway, we are going to play pop art or pop fart. <laughs> My version be. All right, we're going to start off with Ginger Minge, hair by Foam Party Hats, look by Gidget Galore, art by Bruce Cart. This for me is quintessential pop art. She's very lucky that she did go first. I love how well it's hand painted and it reflects the face she is wearing. But when she turned around, that back is literally the back of her head. It's the attention to detail for me. 
The gloves and boots not being the same color was an excellent touch, really helped the story. The hair could have been bigger, but the dimensionality of the 2D wig was really, really smart. I think this is camp paying homage to fashion. I agree. I liked this look a lot. I would argue that it's one of her best of the season, if not her best. I was very concerned about what Ginger Minch was bringing us our first like two weeks of All Stars. Uh, I have nothing else to say about that. I was just like, girl, what are these? Um, but she's pulled out some looks since, and I would say that this is one of one of her best. Yeah. Michelle get got so excited when she was doing Phyllis Stiller, and what was magical about her, she was always biting, but always funny in and in on the joke. She thought she nailed it. Carson says that she was present with the group and listened to the answers. Tina loves the two boots, the different glove colors. She said she would do Warhol proud. I will give this a pop art. I really was a big fan of this. I gave it, yeah, I give it a pop art as well. Audience, 76% pop art, 24% pop fart. Next up, Kylie Sonique Love. Look by B. Kala. Hair by Wigs by Wigs by Hassoon. Um, This is interesting for me. I think this is out of her comfort zone, and while it has elements of pop art i personally needed it to be pushed a little further the pink and yellow are a wonderful color combination i don't like the hair i think it's way too small for this look and needs more dimension honestly why not wear pink it could have been a really cool moment yeah for me, this was safe here and something other yeah. than blonde yeah this was safe the and hair I think if, like the face on the dress i thought would have been yeah. or yeah i don't i think if she delivered an extraordinary runway Rue could have been inclined to give her the win over Ginger. I agree. And I actually think in general, this entire run, like, I don't, perhaps I'm being an art history nerd, which I am one, but <laughs> I, like pop art is not just faces of varying colors. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I would, I don't know. I would have really loved to see someone do like a soup can look or like a, Lichtenstein reference or like uh like real like it was a lot of faces so yeah I, I agree, agree with you Ginger was lucky she went first but yeah Kylie's could have been pushed I did it was pretty like it was Michelle calls her look glamorous she laughed her ass off and she was putting her pushing herself further than she's seen her push herself before Carson says she came in there looking like that and he didn't know she had it Tina says she nailed Dolly. Ruth says that they all know Dolly and she was worried, but she surprised her and redeemed herself from her first snatch game. I will give this look a pop art, but for me, it's a very, very, very safe pop art. It's it's a toot, which I know is like our like reference as like pop art, pop art, yeah. but it's not very pop art-y, but it's like, I'll give it a pop art because I know that that means good, but it's like, yeah. I it was pretty, but I wish it hit the prompt more. Audience, 83% pop art, 17% pop fart. Eureka, look by Marco Marco, hair by Ornan de Valle Facade, nails by nails by Glamazon. Remember with the fur runway and how Michelle says she had no neck? Well, it got worse. Um, For me, the proportions are far off all over this look. I think the concept is brilliant with the faces and the hair, but the actual wig needed to match. This made her look like she had a very horrible receding hairline. The blue latex was a cat suit, I presume, because she had no panties on when she did that twirling, which is a no-no for me. 
And the yellow lips looks like she just finished sucking off Big Bird's Big Bird. Um, I do not understand the infatuation Rue has for Rika. She is one of, if not the most overrated contestant, in my opinion, on RuPaul's Drag Race. I completely disagree. <laughs> That's I, fine. I, um, I'll give you the hair. I thought it would have been cool to see the reference from the pictures reflected in the hair. And I think that was a little, I think the hair being behind her neck too also made it like look a little, but she had like inserts in her shoulders to make it very square. Like, I think that that was here intentional. Like I would like to believe, like sure. I, looking at it, I was like, and I don't know, from a costume person's standpoint, I was like, oh, bitch, she even has these like special little, they're not like a normal shoulder pad. She had like these special square shoulder pads that clearly seemed made for that outfit. Like I thought it was structured well. I, the yellow lip, I, whatever, matched her hair. I, the, but I think her, I think the look was brilliant. I think it was super well done. I actually think as far as like paneled faces, I liked it more than gingers. Um, the garment. Absolutely. Like, I just, the, I don't know. The fact that it was, I, I don't know. It just looked more like Prince of Pop Art. Like, like it looked very like classic. I thought that the way that the colors were done was just like really nice. The panty doesn't bother me personally because it, I don't know. It just doesn't. I, she's wearing them under there somewhere. I actually almost thought that they were, I don't really know, but it almost looked like it was like a latex sock and then something that came down over it because there was like a seam it seemed like, but I, I was really a little bit confused about that when they were like untucking, but um, I, she was wearing a lot of drag. I, like, I, she had like so much on, but I was like, somehow I love this. Like, it, it, it's interesting for me and I'm not sure why it's not resonating because we know Marco Marco is a brilliant designer. Right. Marco Marco wearing his underwear right now. Park. Nice. Yeah. Marco Marco almost knocks it out of the park every single week with um, Got Mick. It's not working with Eureka for me. Is it because the collaboration between Eureka and Marco Marco is not as strong as it was between Marco Marco and Got Mick? Or is Marco Marco someone who isn't Plus able queens. to isn't able to design for <laughs> bigger queens? I, I, that is an actual question here. Um, and that's been my problem with Eureka is because she is, sometimes she knows her body perfectly and it works well. I don't think she's able to work with Marco Marco and maybe that's my problem. It's, yeah, that's a valid point. I just, I thought, I thought the proportions right. felt like when so she came odd. around the corner, I was just like, Wow. I actually, it's my favorite look on the runway. I'll say it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I will give it a pop fart because clearly I'm not a fan of it. You're giving I'll it, give it a. a pop, I'll give it a pop shart. Can I shoot it? Pop sure. Shart. You can shart it. <laughs> <laughs> the, audi the audience was 53% pop art, 47% pop Ooh, art. So close. yeah, it's, it's a very, very, Eureka is very polarizing. She said it before. We all, we know it's true. It's, it's Oh, definitely. There were people that, that were like, already annoyed no i guess uh cynthia lee fontaine would have been but when she got asked 
or like mm-hmm. the immediate invitation back for the next season. There were people that were already just like, oh, yeah. I don't want to sing. And I, I, was me. I love Eureka. I think that she, and I think that she, I mean, she definitely capitalizes on the fact that she is a big queen. She talks about it a mm-hmm. lot, but I think that they always talk about how a big queen always makes it to the end and like never wins. And I've like been wait. I don't know. I was like, wait, I was, I knew that she wasn't going to beat Aquaria, but like, I was like, she does make sense to me as like the, the one to do it, like to get through and win. I think that she knows her body. I think that she's a great like voice for the community, just like in general, like, and I think that she isn't afraid to like talk about certain, like there, I don't know. I feel like there have been big queens who are like, it's not a part of their narrative, which is Mm -hmm. totally fine, but she wants to incorporate it and embrace it. And I think that she turns it out. She wears like 17 undergarments, like all the time. And I'm like this, like, okay, mama, this is drag. Like, yeah, that's for me. If I saw if I saw her pop art look come out in the club, I'd be like losing my shit. Like, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Pandora box hair by Dragwigs on a dime. Kate by Julio de Quintero. Dress by Tony Ignaz. Designs headpiece by Pandora. I love that she went for the comic book style and paired it well with her Andy Warhol inspired cape. The colors are spot on. The fascinator is so camp. The box purse was a lovely extra touch. This is sixties mod. Well done. I wish the boots were a color to give it more of a pop and balance the red on top. It was fine. It was, it was fine. fine. I like the purse. It looked like a wig on a dime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That har- that color is really harsh, but again, I understand why she did it with this look. I, I don't know. I feel like this was a, a, a category she would have done better. I agree. And I, again, maybe it's just me being annoyed that every single one of them just put their face on, well, like a face on themselves um but her like description of it when she was like drag queens love themselves so i used my face it just seemed very like this is a third grader interpreting a pop art prompt and i was kind of like oh pandora come on like yeah there's so much more that she could have done Carson thinks it's a fun look with the neon and the pleating. Michelle thinks you can't keep doing the same thing, but Kim Cattrall does the same thing. So she put herself in a box and not a box that rocks. Pandora's kind of says, doing the same thing on the runway, in my opinion, as well. Just like pretty I, much. Yeah, I, would, yeah I agree. Tina says that Kim Cattrall is a challenging one, but she did deliver lines. She would actually say Rue asks if she had fun with Snatch Game. And Pandora says that she got too caught up in how the character would respond to all the things that Divine was saying. This look, again, it's fine. It's safe. I will lean it over to pop art, but it's not. I'm going to give it a fart. The audience, 67% pop art, 33% pop fart. I liked it. I thought, like I said, I mean, I, the bottom two was extremely obvious this entire episode, like, but I, it was okay. It was like, it was close to the, the middle for me but no, like i agree yeah i'm gonna give it a fart um but yeah whatever raja hera look by raja 
no, 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 no. There is pop art and there's part cartoon. This is the latter. They do not live in the same world. The fur coat with her face on it was cute, but again, wrong style. Um, we have literally seen those boots. They weren't cute then. They ain't cute now. Um, she looks like she took construction paper and hand wrote a word on her chest to fit in with the others. And that makes Trinity's stop sign look actually good. The bodysuit does not fit. Um, your pussy is getting scrunchy. This will be the runway that I will recall if she gets crowned that she should not. This should be the reason that she does not. This is not all-star material. This for me was a joke. Yeah, this was a boot, a pop fart, if you will. A, a, um, I don't know. And it's, um, it's challenging for me because as a costume person, I really respect that Raja made everything that she brought. I think that sure. it's fantastic i we never like we almost never see it um and i think that um like the next best thing you can do as far as from a style standpoint is at least credit your designers but um but i think it's fantastic that she did and continues to talk about that she like made everything that she wears that she knows her body that she blah blah blah, blah. but the, here i just didn't look like it like some of the other stuff that she's made for herself has been like very couture very i love i first of all i love that we're not reading her for wearing pants on the runway because i don't see a problem with a queen wearing pants and they always seem to like take issue with that and raj has done it like four times and no one said shit so um i have no i I'm, i've called i've made note of it but i'm just that's sure. that, that there's no problem with it but it's just right. it, that's I how just, it lined up for the season for her yeah, and I think, I don't know, I think it's a, a glamorous silhouette on her, and I think she understands that that works and elongates her legs. Sure. And But, um, yeah, I don't know. For me, this just didn't come together. I like the coat as well, but for something else. Pars yeah, Carson likes the purple people eater and gets it supposed to look like pop art, but he needs more. Carson says she was funny, but they weren't jokes, but things that came out funny. Tina agrees it's not as pop art, but her runway walk is on point. Michelle says she had funny moments in Snatch Game, but she needed a sailor hat or a simple headband as Latoya. I will give this a pop fart. Not working for me. Yeah, pop fart as well. Audience, 29% pop art, 71% pop fart. Oof, sorry, girl. And finally, Trinity K. Bonet, no designers listed. Um, for me, this is exceptional and one of the most impactful runways ever. Simone, your sister in activism has arrived. Yes. First off, the face. Um, she's got the pop art style down. Face. The yellow top is exceptional and the black paint details continue with the pop art story. And then they're on the boots as well. The dress with the cartoons are so smart. The hair on them is the trans flag colors. How brilliant. And then she honors Liechtenstein with the BLM sign. This is so smart and easily the best and most creative look Trinity has served all season. Yes. I I thought that like overall this was like one of the better runways. Yeah. I don't feel like anyone did poorly. I just feel like a couple of not a couple more, excuse me. A couple more like non-face looks would have made me happy, but I did I loved when Trinity came in and I was like, oh, finally, also, goddamn, like, yeah. she, yeah, I think she really ate, um, she had to, mm -hmm. also, I think yep. if she, like, I, 
if I were Trinity and that weren't my pop art look and I knew what I had just done in Snatch Game and I was going on in a bunch of face, I would have been like. Yeah, no, it's robot. true. She could have, this could have been a reason to get rid of her, but this this runway absolutely saves her because it was impeccable. Michelle commends her for working um, her activism into her pop art and look, but making quite a few statements and finds it really important. She tells her to choose characters that you can go over the top with. Tina says her outfit is stunning. The fact that she came out with the BLM sign and had incorporated it into pop art isn't easy to do. Carson says it was a heartbreak hotel because he wanted her to do so well, but she was sandwiched between two really great banterers. She tried to keep up and it wasn't in the moment. Rue goes back to the workroom moment and asks her what she had for breakfast. And Trinity says, I had nothing. Okay, grammatically correct, but the song is I have nothing. Right. You were trying this to look, get proper ex- English. Exactly. This look for me, absolutely pop art. Yes, pop art, definitely. The audience was 98% pop art, 2% pop fart. Come on, 2%. Yeah, what? Ginger Minge wins the week and $5,000 courtesy of Barefoot Wine. Trinity and Pandora are the bottom, leaving Eureka, Kylie, and Raja as safe. Do you agree? I thought Kylie was funnier than Ginger. I didn't love her runway. Um... Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I thought that Ginger, Kylie, and Eureka were like a very close top three for me this week. And then I think that the other, Raja didn't do poorly, but she didn't do great. So like, I think, but like, um, I guess ultimately if I had to pick a winner, I would have given it to Ginger. I would have liked to see Eureka win this week just because I think she also did very well. And I think, I mean, I, I don't think Ginger needed another $20,000. I don't think that, like, I, I don't know. I just think as far as like in the standing of the competition, it could have been interesting to see someone else win. And I just don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not mad about it. Like, That's fair. One more time, Ginger won Snatch Game. She has two wins now and she is at the top. It was a good week to be named Ginger Minge. Uh, Trinity's breastplate nipple is showing and it's become a moment in the workroom. Uh, she says that she was choking and Miss Kylie is like, now who um, has jokes about choking? Wow. Ooh. Trinity did choke. Ruth tried to set uh, Trinity up with the joke and she missed it again. She got it, but she was going for proper English. She didn't get great critiques for her Snatch Game, but Trinity enjoyed herself and had a good time. She didn't give up, but being quick and witty was something she doesn't have that talent in. Kylie notes that when Trinity falls, she falls. They knew more Whitney Houston than she did. Um, and she just says that you have to be on your shit in Snatch Game. And this it's, it's so true. We have the same confessional year after year for the one person who bombed Snatch Game. You got to prep it. Like this, this is the same thing as learning how to sew. You got to know how to be a character. Or at least don't come in and act confused when you do poorly. Like Exactly. Pandora is not feeling great. She knows she could have done more. 
Eureka is going to approach Pandora about the comments she made referencing Divine because she wants to hash it out. She hates that she felt that way, and she and Raja give her felt that she her and Raja gave her time to answer. Pandora says that Divine was big and she was caught up in the character, and a lot was going on in her head. Eureka feels like she deserves to stand up for herself and defend herself, especially when she didn't do anything wrong. This was an interesting conversation between the two of them because Eureka, you could tell, was upset. And it wasn't that she was being thrown under the bus like most contestants would have been upset about. I think Eureka was generally hurt because her friend felt bad. Right. Um, and it, it so it was nice to see Pandora be like, no, 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 it's just a misunderstanding. But I think inside of Pandora's head, it, she was also saying, but you also were too much. I would agree. I mean, I, I'm like blanking on even who they are, but people have done this in other snatch games where they just like blame someone for taking all of the time or for like making too many jokes or, and ultimately I think it's really not, I don't think it's another queen's fault if you don't get your jokes. In. Right. I agree. Pandora still wants to be there and was caught up in winning a challenge. And she is speaking. Um, she, she's making Eureka keep putting her head back because that ponytail is pulling it. It's very heavy, very heavy. That's a big wig. Trinity is feeling good as she talks to Ginger. She knew Snatch Game would be a problem. And Trinity does some math for us. Pandora has been in the bottom twice and does not have a win. She has two wins. She forgets and neglects to say that she's been in the bottom twice now. So there's Trinity. your math, Trinity. Yeah, she, she, she neglected that part. Ginger tells Trinity that she wanted to see a little more fight out of Trinity in Snatch Game. And Trinity can't help that she's just not as fast as her and at being witty and funny. Ginger knows that Trinity is a front runner, but she doesn't know if it's, a, if it's fair to put her forward in the competition if she's not going to put the same effort into every challenge which is something you alluded to earlier. Like that, that should be considered. I agree. And I definitely think as far as like when everyone talks about voting, as far as track record, it is, it's hard to add up. But I also think that Ginger Minge personally, like her specifically gets way caught up in, Oh, I can't do that to my sister. My sister, my, 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 my friend is, I can't do this to my friend. I can't vote for my friend. This is my, my, my. and I, it's starting to get kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. like even when she doesn't win and she's just talking about it in the workroom or like in yeah. untucked i'm just like i don't you signed up for the you've well no i guess they didn't do it the first time she was on but i was gonna say you signed nope. up for this knowing that that's the format so yeah it's true pandora meets ginger she's okay just disappointed in herself she felt the pressure of carol channing and that she hasn't won a challenge. She stayed in character and they loved her look. She just wants to be the boss that rocks. Ginger tells her she hasn't made up her mind and thanks for inspiring her for doing stuff like this. Ginger has been a fan of Pandora for years. Season two was the first time she saw someone who does what she does. She made her think she can be a superstar. Pandora gives one last plea and asks if she has to give the $2,500 back, PayPal before taxes, the joke is that Ginger kind of looks like Alaska in this moment, so come on, call back All-Stars too. The Queens vote, and of course, once again, Kylie does that shoulder turn look at the camera because she is a boss-ass bitch. 
Because I why wouldn't become, you if you looked like that? Yeah, she she is. It's becoming a meme. I, I I've love seen, it. Yeah. Uh, people compare him. It's so good. Well, Ginger is now wearing her version of Dolly Couture. Um, it looks like a very fun dance look from her. Um, I thought that wig was stunning. I'm so excited to see her twirl in it. But who is the opponent? It's going to be season 12's Miss Congeniality, Heidi in Closet. Interesting choice. I was excited, I was excited yeah. to see Heidi. Yeah. Um, definitely not the, the person I thought they would bring in yet, but that's cool. They do love her on the show, and she's in L.A., so might as well. Definitely. Remember when I told you to keep Sugar Walls in your head? Well, the song is Sugar Walls by Sheena Easton. Come on, full circle. I <laughs> love when they make the lip sync song make sense to the episode. I do too. Though, it would have been cool to see a Beyonce song with Tina Knowles there. Yes. I was going to, I was literally just going to say, I hate when they do something like bring on a guest judge who is a singer and then don't have them do their right. song like that. I'm always well, like, <laughs> Next week, I think we're going to get the singer's song. So that's really exciting. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. This really was a strange song choice, but it kind of was up Ginger's alley. I think she yeah. had it all. Um, Heidi tried to do everything she could to rock. But like once that wig popped off, it was like ooh, old Heidi where she was just lost her oomph and wasn't as special as she is. I was thinking about that when I saw when the curtain came up I was like that is what you're going to lip sync in but also then in Untucked in Untucked when she was like wrapping it on the table and like putting it together yeah. I was like how did she think right. that this was gonna yeah I don't know she's don't still know. she's still a baby drag race queen right Ginger is so good at making a number her own while still being present with who she is on stage. And like, she's just thinking she, against. Exactly. She may pre-plan an idea, but she's able to adapt and bring it to you every time, again, based on who she's with. She, was, she saw what Heidi was doing and she was able to make it work and make it a story between the two of them. And I love when a queen is able to do that. Yeah, because yeah, there are definitely queens who stay in their lane and do their thing and forget anyone else is there, because... and like twirl on the same side of the stage. For exactly, three minutes. because most of the time when you do it at a club, you're doing it alone. This is different. Right. It's rare to have a battle, but I really thought Ginger did well, and she wins again. And this time with the rollover, it's twenty thousand dollars. So what is she at? Sixty thousand dollars with her prizes. Sixty. Well, 55, because she gave away 5,000 to her team. That's true. That's true. Um, I believe, I'm not, I, I guess technically um, it is still over, but um, apparently she's won more money than the first two winners of this, uh, the show combined. Oh, yeah. I actually, I was thinking at the end of the episode, I was <laughs> like, I feel like this means Ginger's just not going to win. Like, that's what I, that's where, I, okay. So this, that someone posted <laughs> something about it on uh, Facebook and I said, Rue is giving Ginger um, the win so she doesn't feel guilty about not crowning her later. Yeah. He's like, here, yeah. take this money. Mm -hmm. It's time for the big reveal. Whose lipstick does Ginger have? It is her friend, Pandora Box. Pandora is grateful for the opportunity. She doesn't know where she would be without drag, though she knows there would be a lot less glitter in her anus. Clearly, she's not gone to a circuit party. <laughs> I yeah I don't pick that for her so 
Uh, she did have a thirst trap photo yesterday where she was in underwear. I was like, oh, oh okay, Dad. Yeah, I read. Um, I read her interview though yesterday where she talked about her like second, third, and fourth choices for Snatch Game. Oh yeah, and I was just like, I, you could have done any of them. It was like Betty White, who, who Tilda Swinton. Okay. It was Betty White, Tilda Swinton, and Dolly, which I also would have just loved to see drama about Kylie. Right. Even though it wouldn't have been drama because Pandora Kylie would have moved over. Kylie right. clearly would have, yeah. Like, but I would have loved to just see them talk about that. Like, I actually would have just loved to see like Kylie challenge Pandora, be like, "Let me hear your dolly," or like something like funny yeah. like that. Like, I would have lived for that. But um, yeah, I was like, Til- like Tilda Swinton would have been so like weird and probably way funnier. Like, or like yeah. I don't know. I just yeah, I feel like she really did pigeonhole herself and just get like very focused on like making sex jokes and it just like it's true well Rue's message comes over pandora was ready to go home and have sex but she'll stay she'll she'll play the game within a game what a kim cattrall thing to say though (laughs) right let's go through untucks a little bit um eureka is proud of her snatch game and she thinks she is doing well in the competition there's only one way to go in her head and that's up Kylie got sent home in season two because she didn't know how to use her voice. This time she was on her ship. Rue said she redeemed herself and Pandora is super critical of herself and she is replaying everything she could have done and she can't change what happened. Ginger goes to get ready. Kylie wants to see her do a death drop to which Ginger says if she does a death drop, then call it. It's over. She's dead. Oh boy. Have, are, are you able to do a death drop? Yes, it is not the prettiest death drop, but I can. Okay, well, well, well I'm sure Without I'll get to see myself. it one day. Oh, That's good. good. That's good. Um, Raja thinks they have success successfully completed their All Star Six Snatch Game, so it's time for a toast. Get the sponsor in. Come on, Barefoot Bubbly. They each get an individual mini bottle, and now I would like one. Where do we get those? I know. I was looking at those too. I was like, "That's a nice little whatever eight ounce bottle of wine." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. I'll take it." Are those sold in New York City? (laughs) Maybe. Raja felt accomplished because it was her first snatch game. She knows it wasn't the best, but she is feeling fine. Kylie says the power of the wig. Pandora says it gives you the character, but not the jokes, which is true. Who would you have done for snatch game? Um, I always talk about this. I. Miranda Sings would be my first uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. choice. We almost got um, that uh, on season 11. Huh? We almost got her on season 11. From who? Ariel Versace. Oh, I literally didn't even know that. Um, yeah. yeah, Miranda Sings would be one of my first. And then actually, I've said this forever, I would love to do Kristen Chenoweth. But then when she mm-hmm. went on and made the joke about how no one's done Kristen Chenoweth, I'm like, oh, I feel like it's like spoiled yeah. now. But um so those are my two and then my third that i would definitely bring just because i but i because i feel like miranda sings rupaul would be like so but i know i could it's probably my best impression um but my third that i would bring would be the grinch okay nice nice what about you i love it if i were to do snatch game i i i would pick a male person um because sometimes when i'm kind of high and i go down a youtube rabbit hole um i i watch some random things and i've discovered that i can not i'm not doing on the podcast i'm gonna save it but i could do a pretty good alan carr 
Interesting. I would, yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, I could see it, it's and that would actually be a good one. very easy. Uh huh. That would be it's a good really, one. I mean. Really easy. Um, because I've been watching, I don't know why I love the setup of British chat shows. I love having all the guests on this couch with you at the same time. Yeah. Because you get some of the most interesting interactions. So I watch a lot of Alan Carr's Chatty Man and the Graham Norton show. Yeah. Um, do not watch James Corden because I can't stand him, but. He try, he's trying to bring that format to America. It's just not working. Right. Um, I'm shocked he's not been a fucking guest judge yet. I'm not. I don't think they... Knock on wood here. I don't think that they would, but they did do a JBC, so... And he wasn't even a guest. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, this is Pandora's biggest nightmare because she could have done better. This is her favorite challenge. But Kylie is going to change the subject and say that things that they grew up with that used to be funny could get you crucified now. And this is a huge thing from Pandora. And she's afraid to say certain things so she doesn't offend anyone. And this is actually something that I kind of realized is the threshold for comedy has gotten a lot more PC. Um, I, I, I've gone, I, I went through, again, down my rabbit hole. I was watching um the opening monologues for uh the oscars from the 90s and i was like okay interesting um though some things never changed because the things that Whoopi goldberg's activism uh talking about in her monologues are still problems today right um but i was watching like some trailers from movies of the 90s and like i got to um uh as good as it gets the the classic jack nicholson um, yeah uh movie and I'm watching this trailer and he like no problem drops the word fag in it. In the trailer. In the trailer. As a, and like, that's not okay now. You can't do that. So well, I understand I where. Say, I feel like it wasn't even honestly, I'm sure it wasn't like a flagged word on television back then. Like Exactly. So it's just really interesting to hear Pandora speak to this because as a comedian, in the digital age, you get filmed. You can you're you're over in a minute if you say something incorrect. Definitely, yeah, and it's definitely um, it's like something that I understand, like needing to consider and everything. But it also, I feel like it came across as like a bit of an excuse in this instance being said because I don't know, Fair. I don't know what like. I don't think that Kim Cattrall dropping the F-bomb in Snatch Game would have made it funnier. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, no absolutely. Like, absolutely. Eureka has gotten in trouble from her jokes and she picked Divine to show that this is the person she models her drag after. And that's where a lot of drag culture and comedy comes from. Kylie tells Trinity that she took the moment on the main stage to make a statement for not only Black people, but for trans people. Trinity says that she had to. It was a perfect time for her to make a statement. Um, and it's really important that it, it, that it took a movement for two queens back-to-back seasons to make a statement on the runway. Right. Um, and it's, I wish and I hope that should someone do it in a future season, it's respected and not looked at as, oh, it worked for them, it's going to work for me. Because that's easily how our fan base works. Um, but I think maybe, maybe have an entire runway called activism and see what happens. Dragtivism. Yeah. Heidi in Closet is on site. Being soft and supple, bitch, she might. 
Um, what she's not smart is is at opening a door. She could not open that door because that one is a pull. Um, <laughs> that was funny. I was like, oh no. She's also very observant because she counted two couches in her dressing room. Good for you, Heidi. We get a little bit of a montage of Heidi on stage in season 12. Um, she also shows us that she's improved Heidi her montage. makeup. Yeah. That, um, and says that if she painted this well, she might have made it to the finale, which I don't think that was happening. Her runway yeah, never would have helped her. Um, we then have Trinity and well, Pandora. She wouldn't have outside. won, so at least she's still got money no. for being congeniality. So. Exactly. Uh, Trinity and Pandora are sitting outside, and Trinity is glad to have gotten to know Pandora. And Pandora is glad to have gotten the opportunity to know each other. It's kind of like the first convo that we've seen them have. Trinity and Pandora. Yeah. So strange. Well, even stranger is like the Trinity Eureka, like, kind of, like, like, and I guess for their privacy, it's just like not being mentioned a lot or talked about a lot, but it's just like when it randomly does come up, I'm just like, what? Like, yeah, I fully agree. Raja loves that both Trinity and Pandora gave a lot of heart. Eureka says Trinity impresses her because she always works on drag until the very last second. Raja makes everything that she has and it's true representation of who she is. She does say that this competition is more than just your look. It's about personality and what you bring to the competition. To which I also say, Raja, you got, you got to make sure everything's perfect because some of these girls are going to make something that's going to look much better than you can. Right. Back outside, they decide to do impersonations of each other. And, well, let's just say it's a good thing that they stay away from doing queens on Snatch Game because some of them were not that great. I thought all of them were not very good, honestly. Like, I can't even remember. I know someone did Ginger. I know someone did Jan. I know someone did. But I was just like, these are all really not funny in this whole bit. I'm sure it honestly... I mean, Ginger was there, but I'm sure, like, Jan saw that and was kind of like, what the fuck? But, like, also, yeah. it if they were funny, I would have understood putting it in. But I was, like, these weren't even entertaining to watch and kind of made me a little bit uncomfortable. Like, Yeah. So let's go, let's go through some of them. So Eureka tries to do Ginger where she mocks how she's been on 17 seasons. And I'm like, girl, you've both been on three seasons each. Calm, calm down, calm down. I clocked that. I was like, same amount as you, but... Raja amps up the energy and it's Jan and they are all laughing at her expense um, Kylie wants someone to do her so Raja does her during the Super Bowl as Steven Tyler and it's a lot of hip swaying Trinity then does Eureka and Eureka has no idea that that is how she talks as Raja points out notice how many times she says I I was like that's funny, that's that, funny, was funny. That, that was funny that was the only funny part of that bit I was like well, then they decide to talk about why there's not fighting this season. And it's because they didn't come here for that. They have nothing to prove. They are here and they have less pressure. Trinity, Trinity didn't come for the negativity. She's going to walk away with relationships she wanted from the girls. I don't know what kind of soundstage they're at, but apparently from where they were, they have to go into the carts to get to the main right. stage. This editing was very confusing because they went from like, it seems like they were like wrapping up untucked and about to go back to the main stage. And then they went outside and then they got in the mm -hmm. cart. And I was like, what is, how is stage three, the smoking tent? I'm very confused. Right. It's like, very strange. So they're getting in the carts and literally Eureka hold on. Cause I thought she was going to fall out of there. Um, would have been funny, but like, how does she fit in there with all that drag? Like right. I thought she was going to have to take that wig off. 
we watch Ginger and Heidi prepare for the lip sync and they both hope it's going to be against someone legendary. And you know what? I think Heidi did get someone legendary. Ginger is a top tier drag race contestant. Oh, definitely. Um, they have a sexy song to perform and Heidi always has a trick up her sleeve. Pandora will get the chop and she feels like shit. She wasn't ready to leave, but she knew the cards were against her. We see that all the votes were for, in fact, Pandora. She is disappointed that she didn't win a challenge and that she is sixth place. We watch her pack her buckets of dragon. Then she notes that she knows Angina didn't do this all herself. I was like, that's funny. Angina can't lift anything. Right. And then Pandora wasn't feeling great about leaving, but now she's excited to possibly come back. What does she have to lose? Put your best heel forward and smile. I always wrap the podcast up with some burning questions. What is Pandora's legacy? I have always loved Pandora. I, she was actually one of the first queens that I ever like followed on Instagram when I actually started uh, watching the show. And um, I don't know. I think her... I think that her legacy is just like, she's very campy. She's very funny. She came back on an all-star season and I don't even ever, I don't feel like she like really made it about the fact that she's almost 50 years old. Um, mm-hmm. I think she can still clearly keep up with these Queens that are 20, 25 years younger than her. And um, she is witty and intelligent and brings yeah. that to all of her drag. I think that Pandora, after watching the season, is going to go down as one of those queens who may be one of the most overlooked queens by RuPaul. I definitely agree. I think so as well. And I think, I don't know. I don't feel like there was ever necessarily a moment in this season where I was like, Pandora should have won that. Um, She should have been in the top so many times. Yeah, at least like the Ryan Murphy challenge. I thought she did really well. I liked her runway. Um, Like the... Even the Super Bowl put her in the top. Her Carol Channing was great. The suit, Yeah, and the talent show was like... she Wasn't she in the top? Um... That I that I'm not sure what the who was in the top who was bomb because it was very weird. I feel like I feel like I remember that they like critiqued her that they really liked the dick did it did it did it did it and I feel like she wouldn't maybe she was safe after critiques but yeah um I think she was like high placing that they like really liked that and for me that was not I think that like a queen writing a song and coming on and doing it is like the most low ball talent show act you can do so I was like honestly I was surprised that that's what she chose but yeah I I really do think she's very overlooked when it no, comes to no she definitely race. was in the top I'm remembering now because I was like Scarlet Envy was better than Pandora that was my specific right. argument I was like yeah. oh I fully agree yeah I because even season two Pandora was on the season she did well but she wasn't it wasn't a campy show yet she wasn't what they were looking for they yeah, were looking they for the fashion it. she never was going to bring that all stars one obviously we know what happened there right so then you finally give her your chance here and she's not meant for this kind of game because she's going to be consistent right and that's not what rue wants and she's not going to give you the drama and she's not loud like enough. Said, like she's not going to yeah, stand like up. I've like i said before you can be an excellent drag queen and not be an excellent drag race contestant 
And unfortunately, that is Pandora's situation. And it's not- Raja on her first season was like that too. She was doing well, but I just think she wasn't like getting, doing what she needed to do for RuPaul. Like, yeah. Well, next week, they will be creating a character that pays a visit to Drag Tots. One, didn't that show get canceled? And two, who do you think is going to do well? Um, it's so fun. I think Pandora would have killed this challenge. Yes. Um, I also think Jan would have killed this challenge. Um, as far as people who are left, I think Kylie will probably, she's just got well, like, is it, it's, it's a design challenge. So. Well, but aren't we'll they see. drawing? I thought that he said that they were like drawing characters. And I think they have to uh, emulate them too as well. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think. If it is a full design challenge as well, I think Raja will probably obviously fare. Yeah, play. Raja will probably do well. I mean, if it is a full design, I, I can't imagine many of them doing exceptionally. Ginger doesn't make anything. Kylie doesn't right. make anything. Um, act, okay, Trinity like ate her season six design challenge. Mm-hmm. And she but, did this season too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think um, I think as far as the original character idea goes, I think Trinity would struggle with that, even though she can make a garment. Um, but I don't I know. Agree. I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Raj is like the right mix of intelligent and able to sew that she could really excel this week. Final question. I ask it every week. After eight, after eight episodes, the winner is? I would really love to see Sonique win this I love. I, I, I think Kylie. Love. I think she's got it. She's been consistent. When she's done things that are out of her comfort zone, she's done well. I I I think Kylie is the right winner. I do too. I think she's shown a ton of growth. I think that they really love her every week, even when she's not on the top. They like she's been really good, um, and I think she's got it all. She's funny. She's gorgeous. She's she can present, she can act, she can. And I, I understand the Queens like during the acting challenge, rolling their eyes at how many times she had to redo it, but at least she eventually got it. And I think that that is like right. really important. And it's like with prompting, I think she can do whatever is needed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, joking aside, like m- maybe this is why Rue is giving Ginger some of these um, accolades and, and prizes because she knows she's not going to crown her. Um, yeah, I just don't see it for Ginger ever, honestly. Like, I, they could put her on three more seasons, and I just still feel... I'm never tired of watching her on television, so it's like I kind of... If they don't crown her, they'll bring her back again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But like, um, and then I feel like it, it would be fitting for to see Kylie in the All-Star Hall of Fame. I don't I see that with Raja at all. I, I, I personally would have so much difficulty imagining putting Alaska and next to Raja. I just don't see it. Yeah, I would um, agree with you there. And Trinity, I think, could be a, a great winner as well, but I think this week is... She's my other... Yeah, that would be my second. Yeah, um, it'll, it's, it's... This is why, for me, I like this season because I can't give you a straight-up answer. There have been well, seasons like, this it's year... It's very even right now, still. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, I, I'm, I'm excited. Now watch we, it be your week. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will stop watching if Eureka wins this goddamn show. 
Oh my God. Literally. Um, Where can we find you on social media and Venmo and any projects coming up to plug? Um, I am available on social media at Brock Beering Design, all one word. Um, And Brock Star with two underscores at the end. Um, And I have several theater projects coming up that are interesting but nothing really specific that I feel like necessary to plug the podcast but I will uh I will be um creating looks for some queens as all the shows are coming back in New York City and posting them there and uh, I would love to have some people follow along and check out what I do for New York City drag queens awesome well it was a pleasure having you on the show Thank you so much. It was great to talk with you guys. You and Ginger and Kylie. The biggest thanks to Brock for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.